and welcome to the Cult Cinema Circle podcast. My name is Jesse, and I'll be your host. So this is the introductory episode to the show, and I thought, what better way to start off than to talk a little bit about myself, where I would like for the show to be, and then a little bit about some movies that I really enjoy and are near and dear to my heart, um, and it can give you kind of an idea of who I am and uh, what I like. So, as I stated before, my name is Jesse. I live in Baltimore, Maryland, which is on the east coast of the United States, and pretty much I've been into film forever. I really fell in love with horror movies as a as a kid, probably fueled by watching, like, Are You Afraid of the Dark and uh, Goosebumps back in the 90s. But also, when I was a bit older, you know, finding movies like Friday the 13th and Nightmare on Elm Street and those kinds of movies, you know, just affected me in a certain way, which is why I deeply do enjoy that genre to this day. But I also found that I really enjoyed movies that were just off the beaten path that would be considered, you know, cult classics. And that's what I wanted to focus this show on, is really giving love to movies that, you know, may have not gotten the love that they should have maybe gotten when they came out. Maybe they bombed critically or financially or whatever. But, you know, they have since now kind of found an audience that really enjoys them. And to just talk about, you know, some fun behind-the-scenes type things, uh, give plot summary, give my opinion on what I think of the film and all that kind of stuff. Uh, I will say right now, I am not a film critic. I do not have a film criticism background. I went to school for, like, theater arts, so, you know, I'm not coming at uh, this with any sort of real, like, super-duper critical lens. I'm just a person who likes to watch movies, and, you know, if I like it, I like it. If I don't, I don't, and I'll tell you why I like it and maybe why I don't. So, I saw a couple months on, uh, a couple months back on Twitter... I saw this post, uh, it was the thread going around, and it was a thread called 10 Movies to Know Me. And pretty much what this was, was people talking about 10 movies that they just love so much and that they really enjoy. Um, and, you know, just like giving different screenshots of the film and just pretty much like that was the whole thread. And so I thought that would be a really good idea to do in this episode to kind of show movies that I really enjoy and love. So I'll tell you a little bit about each film, uh, tell you where you can stream it. Uh, currently I'm doing this episode August of 2022. So of course these are subject to change in terms of where they're streaming at. And then also I'm in the United States, as I stated. So also keep that in mind because streaming outside of the U.S. Um, can also change as well. But let's get started. So this is in no particular order. I'm just going from the top of my list to the bottom. But the first movie I'd like to start off with is a movie called Jawbreaker from 1999. This was written and directed by a gentleman by the name of Darren Stein. And the basic plot summary is that these three girls who are super duper popular at their school accidentally kill their best friend in a birthday prank gone wrong. And then a whole bunch of hilarity ensues. So this movie is just so wonderful in such the trashiest of ways. Um, it's really heightened and campy. Um, and, you know, I just really enjoy it so much. The cast is awesome. Music's great. The movie looks really good. 
I just think it's such a, a, a fun little movie to watch, honestly. Currently, right now, um, it's not streaming anywhere in particular. You can get it on Amazon or Apple TV. You can rent it or buy it if you wanted to. I would also recommend, uh, maybe if you're a fan of this movie already, if you haven't already done so, you can also get the Blu-ray. Um, there is the regular Blu-ray, and there's also a 20-year uh, edition Blu-ray that has some fun casts and director commentary on it. Um, and it's, it's worth it if you really like the film. So that is the first one, Jawbreaker. So then my second movie that I have on the list is, um, the Rocky Horror Picture Show from 1975. Now, if you don't already know what the Rocky Horror Picture Show is, I don't know what rock you've been living under, but just as a quick plot summary, um, pretty much these two young people, the name of Brad and Janet, they're a couple who are on their way to see uh, an old professor of Brad's, and they get caught up in the most crazy and wild night of their lives. Uh, where they meet some aliens, pretty much, I guess, is, like, the general idea. But this movie is so much more than that. Um, it honestly is, of course, a cult classic. This is a uh, midnight movie that was played back in the day in the 70s. People came out and, you know, dressed up like the characters and participated with the film and had their own callbacks to it. And it really is such a staple within culture right now, because a lot of people will know when you talk about Rocky Horror, what that is, what that's referring to. And so I watched this film probably when I was like 15, 14, 15 first time, and I fell in love with it. Uh, I still love it to this day. I was very lucky in college to be able to go to two shadow casts of it that my college put on and it was great so uh i definitely recommend the rocky horror picture show always and forever in terms of streaming um if you're actually outside of the u.s you can stream this on disney plus which i think is really hilarious um but generally uh i think when it comes to streaming this film in particular give me one moment i'm just looking up on my phone there's nowhere in particular it's streaming. Again, it's just on uh, Amazon or Apple TV, uh, YouTube, things like that. You can get it for a couple bucks if you want to rent it. Or if you want to buy it, it's maybe a little bit more expensive, almost about 15 bucks, perhaps. But I definitely recommend, if you've never seen it, just take a chance, go watch it. It's wonderful. It's great. Um, and so, you know, give yourself over to absolute pleasure, as the film states. <laughs> My next movie I have is uh, truly one of my favorites, and it is called Romeo and Michelle's High School Reunion from 1997. So this movie stars Lisa Kudrow from Friends fame and Mira Sorvino, uh, who was in Woody Allen's Mighty Aphrodite. Uh, she was also in a couple different movies as well, currently on Shining Veil vale on Stars. But this movie is about two friends from uh, Tucson, Arizona, who moved to L.A., and oops, surprise, it's now their 10-year high school reunion, and they kind of want to go back and see what's going on with it, but they don't want to go back uh, as their normal selves, where Romy's working at a car dealership as a cashier, and Michelle's unemployed, so they decide to create this, like, elaborate scheme of, you know, making themselves seem like they're successful people. Um, this movie is one that I watched when I was a kid, um, with my sister, of course. Uh, it's such a, 
it has such a nice message to it, you know, at the end of it, and the iconic fashions throughout this whole thing. I mean, it doesn't hold a candle, honestly. I mean, it's just so good. Like, oh, I can't even, like, yeah, it's just so good. Um, and pretty much, uh, this movie, I would consider it a cult classic even though it did kind of it did make its money back technically but you know i think it kind of got buried by the studio a little bit that released it and um it is one that i mean of course there's such a a huge following for this film so remy michelle's high school reunion absolutely go watch it if you haven't already done so uh currently right now it is streaming on amazon prime if you want to go and take a look at it uh, it is also on, uh, in the UK, I believe, uh, it is on Disney plus because it was, uh, distributed by one of their, one of their, uh, film studios that they have for Disney. So you can go watch it that way if you would like, I'm trying to see if there's anything else, anywhere else you can get it. It's on Paramount plus if you have that subscription. And I think it's also on Epics too, if you have that as well. But definitely worth your time, for sure, sure. The next film I have is uh, 1976, Carrie. And this movie is just such an iconic movie to me. Uh, It was probably the first horror movie I really watched and connected with. Um, It's just such an iconic film. Uh, Sissy Spacek, Piper Laurie, uh, Amy Irving... John Travolta, you know, and it's uh, one of Stephen King's first works, his first work, really, as a book. Um, and it was directed by Brian De Palma. And this movie is just so haunting and good. Um, it is a penultimate horror movie that any horror fan should watch because, you know, it is a staple within the genre. And I just think it's so great. Uh, if you don't know what Carrie's about, Carrie is about a girl named Carrie who is this kind of social pariah at her school. Her mom's really religious. She's kind of this just homely looking girl who gets invited to the senior prom and then it turns into a horrible, hellish, kind of inverted Cinderella story. Um, it's a pretty iconic film in terms of just its iconography and just how it all looks. Um, it's been referenced a bunch, of course, in our popular media. Uh, but I definitely think it's worth a shot and it's worth a, uh, worth a watch if you haven't seen it already. There is also a remake. There's two remakes. There's a TV movie remake and there's also a 2013 theatrical remake. Um, if you want to watch this, uh, it is currently streaming on Shudder, I believe, in the U.S. And then also, I believe it is on Prime, Amazon Prime as well. Um, so that's always good to be able to have different places that you can watch and stream it. Um, Try to see where else it might be. It's on Tubi if you want to watch with ads. On Roku. Uh, a couple different places you could watch it. Um, I definitely recommend it if you haven't already seen it. Um, because it's just a... It is a staple within the horror genre. Um, and it's just so great. And I also don't think it's like a super duper scary slasher movie or anything. Um, it's horrifying on a different level um, that I think is a little bit more accessible. The next film I have is also in the horror genre. I have a couple of them, but uh, the next movie I have is 1996 Scream. And this movie, uh, if you haven't already known about it, but Scream is uh, written by Kevin Williamson, who ended up writing uh, 
in creating Dawson's Creek. Uh, he also wrote on the Vampire Diaries as well on CW. But this was one of his, pretty much his first big writing job he did. Um, and it really kind of got him into the industry. And it was directed by Wes Craven. Uh, and stars Nev Campbell, Matthew Lillard, Skeet Ulrich, Rose McGowan. And it's about pretty much these kids in Woodsboro, California, who are being targeted and killed by a killer wearing this weird ghost face scream mask, pretty much. Um, and if you haven't already seen Scream and seen the movies within the franchise, I highly recommend watching them. It is kind of your classic slasher type of film. However, I do think it is really fun with its meta commentary on the genre itself. Um, and it has that comedic edge to it that I think is just really fun and is very accessible to people who maybe aren't into the normal, you know, hack and slash them, uh, type of horror films that are out there. And that have been out there. And it also just revitalized the whole horror genre as a whole back in 1996. Um, and really helped with that. So currently right now it is streaming on, I believe it's uh, Paramount+. Plus. So if you have that, you can watch that way. Um, there was also just a movie that came out um, within the franchise, Scream 5. Um, I thought it was pretty fun and good. So... Definitely take a chance to watch that. It's on Paramount Plus, Showtime, if you have a Showtime subscription. Uh, but even if you don't, you know, if you want to rent this on Amazon or YouTube or something like that, you can also do so. I think it's completely worth your time. Um, and it's just something, if you haven't already seen it, go watch it. It's so good. So good. The next I have on my list is 1973's The Wicker Man. So, unfortunately, this movie also has a not-really-all-that-great uh, remake from 2006 with Nicolas Cage in it, which is kind of wonderful on its own <laughs> in its own kind of plane. Uh, it's so bad that it, it's kind of good, but uh, I haven't really seen it a whole lot. Um, I've seen bits and pieces of it. Uh, but the original 1973 version, I honestly, is one of my favorite horror films. It is just so haunting and weird to me, you know? Um, this film, if you don't know what it's about, it's pretty much about this gentleman who gets called to this island in the British Isles um, looking for a missing girl. And then pretty much what happens is he gets to the island. Nobody seems to be telling him what's actually going on, where this girl is. Nobody seems to know anything. And then it takes a sinister turn about 20 minutes before the film ends. So uh, I think it's such a great film. It's not your typical horror movie, really. Um, it's, again, similar to something like Carrie. I think it's it's horrifying on a different level. And it's definitely influenced, you know, some horror directors in their films. Um, like when I see, uh, like, Midsummer from Ari Aster, like, that's absolutely a love letter to something like The Wicker Man, you know? Um but this film is just so good. I own it on Blu-ray. I absolutely think it's worth uh, watching and, you know, just taking it all in. It has some really great music. It's almost borderline a musical in a way, but it is just so really haunting and unsettling is the best way I think I can describe it. But yeah, if you haven't taken the chance to watch it, I would definitely recommend it. Uh, right now, it's not streaming anywhere in particular, but you can get it on Amazon, Apple TV, YouTube. Sometimes if you have a Shutter subscription, I think every now and then you can stream it on there if they have it. 
Um, but definitely recommend taking the time to watch it if you want to. Um, you know, it's, it's, you're not your typical horror movie, but I think it's, it's also really good. Um, and it's worth your time. Uh, the next film I have is, uh, The Nightmare Before Christmas, 1993. And this movie, if you don't already know what it's about, uh, it's about a skeleton by the name of Jack Skellington, who is this kind of figure within Halloween Town. Uh, in this movie, there's all these different holiday towns that are, you know, within, like, trees, I guess. Anyway, Jack Skellington, he kind of is just growing bored of Halloween and just having Halloween be the same thing over and over again. And he comes across Christmas Town and the celebration of Christmas. And he's just so infatuated with that and wants to bring Christmas back to Halloween Town and wants to then, you know, spread his Christmas around to everybody. <laughs> it was like the baseline idea of this show, of this movie. Um, it's such an iconic movie. There's so much um, within the culture about it. You know, uh, it is a Disney produced movie pretty much. So you can get it on Disney plus if you want to, I own it on Blu-ray myself. Um, but I really, really enjoy it myself. Um, you can also rent it if you want to on just like the streaming platforms, like, Amazon, Apple, YouTube, that kind of stuff. But generally, um, I do think it's a good watch. Um, it's a very simple story. In a weird way, it reminds me of something like uh, The Grinch. It reminds me a little bit of that in the simplicity of the story and just, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, I just really enjoy it, and I think it's it's great. I also think kids can watch it to a point as well. Um, it was directed by Henry Selick, produced, I believe, by... Tim Burton, so it has that kind of Tim Burton edge to it. But definitely worth your time. Definitely really good. Next on uh, my list is a wonderful movie by the name of Muriel's Wedding. I recently just watched this again with my sister. I had her go through it um, and watch the film. This movie uh, is a recent edition of mine, um, but I really, truly enjoy it. Um, it is... The most one of the most heartbreaking comedies you will probably watch. Um, it is uh, the basic story is about a girl named Muriel Heslop, played by Tony Collette, a young Tony Collette, who is kind of down on her luck. Uh, she has a family that isn't all that great. Her dad's a local politician who's kind of a piece of shit, and her mom is uh, kind of just emotionally checked out. But she's trying to make her life better. And so she does so in not the best of ways, um, but she then discovers, you know, for herself what life really means, what her own life really means, and, you know, really finding confidence in herself. Uh, and, you know, it's a, it's a journey of self-acceptance and self-worth for a woman, you know, at that time, for someone in their early 20s. And I really think it is such a great piece of Australian cinema. Uh, it was done all in Australia. Uh, it stars Rachel Griffiths from Six Feet Under. And um, I think she was also in um, some other movies. She played, uh, played Jackie Kennedy or something or one of those. But, you know, she was in a couple other movies. Um Powerhouse performances. Bill Hunter from Adventures of Priscilla, Queen of the Desert is in this. Um, and it's just so good. So, so good. You'll be laughing sometimes, but you'll also maybe tear up every now and then too. So 
Uh, it's currently streaming on Stars if you have a uh, Stars package or if you have it through Amazon. Um, apparently, you can maybe also get it on Cinemax if you want to. Um, but I would also recommend it was also on YouTube. Uh, I found it on YouTube for free not too long ago. Um, I don't know if it's still up, but you know you can check and see if it is. But I definitely recommend even just like renting it. I currently have it on DVD. I don't really know if there's a Blu-ray of it. Otherwise, I would have gotten it. But I definitely recommend it. It was directed and written by a guy by the name of P.J. Hogan. He then went on to direct My Best Friend's Wedding with Julia Roberts, um, which is also a great movie, too. But uh, I think it's definitely worth a watch, and it just captures so much that I really enjoy. My next on the list is a movie by the name of Dick from 1999. Oh, and also with Muriel's Wedding, that was in 1994 when that came out. I think it might have came to um, U.S. in 95, but um, it's from back in the day, back in the day. And then Nightmare Before Christmas was 93, I believe. Anyway, Dick. Back to Dick. Um, so it's either credited as Dick or Dick the Unmaking of a President, but this movie is from 1999. It stars Kirsten Dunst and Michelle Williams as two 15-year-old kind of airheaded teenagers in the 70s who pretty much bring down the uh, Nixon administration. And I like to say that it's pretty much a comedic parody of all the president's men, in a way, uh, and then also just a, you know, comedic retelling of the events of Watergate from back in the day in the 70s uh, and what ended up bringing down the Nixon administration. Uh, I think it's just such a fun movie. It's a tight script. It's like 90 minutes. Um, you can watch it and you might enjoy the humor of it. Um, I think it's really silly humor, which is really fun. And uh, it has a great soundtrack of 70s music. Um, definitely so, so good. Um, you might even learn something if you don't know much about um, American politics. And you'll learn a little something. I wouldn't take it as completely historically accurate, but... If anything, they do take certain things from the story of Watergate and put it in there, which I think is really hilarious. Uh, currently, right now, this is streaming on um, Hulu in the U.S., so you can watch that way. There's also a Blu-ray of it that I actually got, and it is um, it has a commentary with the director, Andrew Fleming, and I believe Cheryl Longin, who was like a, a co-writer of it. Um, but I think it's definitely worth your time. I think it's really funny and silly. Um, and, you know, it's something where you can kind of turn your brain a little bit off and just enjoy and bask in the glory of, that is this movie, Dick. Um, and my final movie I have on my list is one that I've loved for so long. Um, and it is a movie that is called Beautiful Thing. And so this movie is... Um, about two young men who pretty much fall in love in working-class London in the 90s. Um, so this movie is very, very British, um, and it's based off of a play, so it has some theatrics in there as well. Uh, but I really do think this movie is just so beautiful. The discography of Cass Elliot in this movie is used in such a great way. Uh, and her voice is so beautiful. And it's kind of a part of the story that, you know, one of the characters is just obsessed with Cass Elliot. But they use her music so well throughout it. And um, 
I myself am a part of the LGBT community. And so, I mean, this movie is just something that hits my heart in a certain way. Um, I just enjoy it so much. It captures what it's like as a teenager struggling to understand your sexuality and, you know, what, what do you want in the world? And, oh, it's just so good. I love it. Currently, it is on um, Amazon with an HD master of the movie. Um, I actually own it on Amazon, so I can watch the HD remaster of it. But I also own it on DVD um, as well. And so I can watch it whenever I want, I guess. But I really enjoy it. I think it's just so good. Um, and I think it's worth a watch, if anything. And that is all of my list that I have right now. Um, of course, I have way more that I love. But those are just 10 of them that I can, you know, kind of get you right now. And I also, what I plan to do is I will plan on doing episodes for each one of these films, just because I love them so much, and it gives me an excuse to watch them and talk about them. So definitely will do so. And I think that's pretty much the end of the first episode. So I really thank you so much for listening. Um, and so now I'll do a little bit of housekeeping. So if you would like to reach out to me, you can do so at cultcinemacircle at gmail.com. Uh, if you want to give any movie recommendations, you want to give any feedback about the show, or if you just want to reach out to me and say, hey, that's totally fine with me. And I'm also on Instagram at Cult Cinema Circle, all one word. Um, on there, I'll probably just do posts about like different episodes that are coming up, things of that nature, uh, and just general foolishness. And I also have a letterbox as well that you can go and follow if you like. Um, if you look up Jesse, J-E-S-S-E, Kremp, K-R-E-M-P, you will find my letterbox. I pretty much go on there and I review all sorts of different things I've watched. I might write a review here and there. Um, you just get to see the kind of stuff that I've, I've watched over the past few months um, and all that. And I also will have a link tree um, link in the show notes so that you can also get to these um, social medias uh, a little bit easier as well. Be sure to rate, comment, and subscribe on your podcatcher of choice. And until next time, bye.